Hi and welcome to episode 28 of the Full Beam Podcast. I'm Sai. And I'm Al. And this episode we'll be shedding some light on the new McLaren GT. We'll be talking about the Bugatti SUV. Ugh. And the Lexus Yacht. Nice so first up, Sai, uh, this McLaren GT that we've got coming out. Um, yeah. It, it looks a beaut, I've got to say, but is it really a GT? Well, do we know any kind of specs about it, Al? Mm, well, it's got two seats. <laughs> uh, it has been, yeah, two seats. Uh, it's a turboed V8 mounted between the axles. Okay. It says on top gear, it might, it might sound or look like a supercar, it does, but it's had its edge, edges softened, softened. So it's got a softer ride, a plusher interior, uh, and the, the motor is more docile, but still hugely, hugely powerful. Wait on a second, let me just uh, see what else to say about it. Okay, right. So this is uh, a £163,000 GT, okay? Yeah. So that is a lot of money. And it basically just looks like a soft 720S. Yeah, it doesn't look like a GT, does it? I mean, it looks lovely. It looks, really, looks very, very nice, but you wouldn't say it's a GT. So let's see. Hang on. It's 600, 620 brake horsepower. Um, mid-engine V8. Twin, twin clutch gearbox. Uh, 24 miles per gallon, 163,000. Yeah, 4-litre V8. Right, so what you got to think about here is what... What competition, what manufacturers has McLaren put itself right into? With right, this okay, car? so again, Top Gear have picked seven cars that McLaren's got to beat, okay? Right, so, so I can name them. Let's go through them, yeah. I bet you I can name them. What makes? I bet you I can name them. Uh, go on then. Okay. In my eyes, this is the competition that the McLaren has put itself right bang in. Okay. Right. Yep, yep. The Bentley Continental GT. Yes, that was the first one on the list. The one and only. If you want a Autobahn devourer, a cross continent cruiser, you are going for the Bentley GT. Yeah. I. All- I wouldn't pick anything else, and I'd leave it like Bentleys. No, but why would you? Why would you? There's no way on this earth that the McLaren interior is better than that Bentley. It just isn't. True. With all the luxury, the quilted leather seats, all the interior trim, everything else, that Bentley is the continental cruiser of choice. Okay? And it was probably around a similar price. And also, don't forget, you can get the uh, super speed and everything else. There are different variants of the Bentley, harder, racier ones, whatever you want. But ultimately, the Bentley GT is the one you beat. Okay, what else is there then? What else? Okay, in my eyes, you have got to also be looking at direct competition with Aston Martin. Which one? Well... I would say either the new Volante Superleggera or the DB11, because they're the newest ones. Yeah, top gear, go for the DB11. Yeah. Again, is that McLaren interior going to be as nice as Aston Martin's? 
Is it going to be comfortable and soft as forgiving? You know, I, 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 I really, this is, this is, I've got a real issue here and it's also going to come across in Bugatti that I think certain manufacturers sort of stay in their lane to give a car kind of pun. They should yeah. stay in their lane and, and stick to what you are good at. Yeah, yeah. The DB11, we'll come back to that in a second, okay. The DB11, you've got two choices as well. You can have the V8 or the V12. Yeah, absolutely. So and, a choice there as well. And if you are having a beauty contest, the DB11 wins. Probably, but that McLaren is very nice. Oh, it is, mate, but that, again, we've spoke about beautiful cars and elegant lines and everything else. There's just yeah. About the side profile of that Aston, the front of the Aston, the, the iconic Aston grille, and the back of the DB11 is just mm. fantastic. Okay. Okay. Well, go well, You've got another five to go. Okay. Um, I am also going to say there's got to be a Mercedes in there. There is, but what is it? And I would say the Mercedes. Mercedes GTR is too hard, so I'm not going for that, but I'm going for an AMG. I'm going to go for an S-Class AMG. Well, it just says, yeah, you're right, it just says the Mercedes S-Class Coupe, it doesn't say AMG. Yeah, but it's going to have to be an an S-Class. Yeah, it's going to have to be the AMG just to give you the same kind of power output and and everything else. It's going to have to be at least an S500, but you are much to be looking at an AMG S-Class. And again, you know, we've spoken at length about the interiors of the Mercedes now. They are just something else. Being German, you know they're just going to eat up the miles of the Autobahn. You're going to do it in luxury. Mercedes being Mercedes, it'll have massage and seats. It'll have air-conditioned seats that waft nice cool air up your pants, your leg of your pants on hot days and everything else. You know, Mercedes know how to do luxury the McLaren know how to do luxury? I'm not so sure. Okay, what's the next one? Uh, I think, and this could be controversial, well, maybe not controversial, but maybe it's not it's not proven yet. But I'd like to think it would be there or thereabouts. I'm going to go for the BMW M8. Well, it's just got eight series. So they, they picked an eight series. Just said, you know, the, the whole series, really. Um it just says uh, it's very very good, but um, it's being a bit snobby about it. They're saying with the, the MA50i, yeah. it doesn't cost it doesn't cost a lot less than, than the Bentley, and you're gonna get the Bentley. Yeah, but again, you most probably would, but you could say that about the Mercedes. Mm, you yeah. most probably if somebody said to you, "There's an S class and there's a Bentley," you're going for the Bentley, aren't you? Yeah, but. If you're going on performance versus price versus rarity, you must probably see a lot less M8s than you do Bentleys. Because I've never seen one, but I see a lot of Bentleys. You don't see a lot of 8s, to be fair. I mean, the yeah. come out 70, but, I mean, um... yeah. but, you know, comparable, like, I, I would say that um, um, you must probably, from £163,000, for a McLaren, you're most probably getting at least 50 grand's worth of change from buying a BM. 
Yeah. So why wouldn't you do that? You're getting all the power, you're getting all the performance, you're getting a fantastic badge and a, and, and 50 grand in your back pocket. Maybe a bit of a no-brainer. I don't know. But I like the M8. I think the M8 competition is a fantastic car. Okay, next one. How many have I got? You've got... Let's say seven cars McLaren GT has to beat. Now, unless you've got it wrong, there's only six. One of them is a McLaren. One of them is a McLaren? Well, so yeah. One of its own. Right, okay, yeah. so I'm thinking that's the 720S. No, it's just the 570 GT. Ooh, wow, okay. Um, well, I, I would never have got another McLaren. I would never have thought that McLaren were about to beat a McLaren. Yeah. One's a GT, one's a sports car, surely. Yeah. Okay, so other than that, you've got one, two. You've already got two more to get. Got two more to get? Yeah. Right, okay. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said one of them, but it, it makes sense, but I wouldn't have said it. As a GC. Are any of them British? No. There's no Jaguar there, nothing like that. You've got the Aston. Yeah. Um, the Bentley. Right. There's, there's, it can only be... Oh, Italian. Is there an Italian one in there? Yes, there is. One's Italian, one's German. Right, okay. I haven't mentioned Audi. So... Right, okay. I haven't I mentioned have... Porsche either. Mm. Mm. Oh, right. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go out on a whim and go Porsche 911. Yes, yes. Does it give a model? I'd say a 911. No, it just says it just a the new 911. Um, well, that's what I, it says. I tweeted a couple of days ago about how Porsche are just killing it. I just think Porsche are absolutely destroying it across their whole entire range that is not one dud. There's not one car that you think, what on earth are you doing? Or Even they, even the SUVs? Even the SUVs. The, the, fair enough, I was not a fan of the KN. It looked like, it looked like it, it, its headlights were in, were in the wrong sockets. It was gauzy, it was cross-eyed, it was a horrible, ugly-looking thing. The Macan has always been beautiful. But oh my god, even the different variants of the 911, the 4, the 4S, they are all just stunning. And the back ends of them all are amazing. So it, I, there has to be a 911 in there. Uh, I just wouldn't have said it was a GT. I always think it was a sports car, but I, I suppose. Yes, it exactly. is. It's as much a GT as the Aston is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, it's not the big hard one, is it? It's not the GT3 RSs. It's not even. It's mostly not even the turbo or the turbo. It's mostly just the four or a four S. So again, a little it says, bit. Um, it says the turbo flat six. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Great car. Ultimately, an absolutely amazing car. But yeah, I may, may, I maybe would have had like the Panamera as more as like a GT than. Yes, because it's bigger. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yes, you're right. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And maybe right. the. Nothing repeat and something asked him. I don't know, but anyway. anyway um, so you got one left and it's Italian. There's only one left and it's Italian. Right, well, there's no way a Huracan or an Aventador <laughs> or a Gallardo is a GT. No, it's, it's, just not, no it's not a Lambo. No. Um, Italian, Italian. I can't even imagine it being a Ferrari. Mm. I know that. 
Ooh, oh, 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 right there, right there, right there. It is. What's that new, what's that Ferrari? It's not the FF. It's the, it's the, oh, the it's on the 599. It's not the F12. It, it's, 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 it's something like a GT4, Luso, Luso, GTC4, is it? Are you reading that off your phone? No, I've got, I swear to God, I've got nothing in front of me. The GTC4 Lusso T. Is that what it's called? It looks like the FF. Yeah. Yes, well, if they're going to put that in there, then you should put the Panamera in there, because that's an estate. Or a speaking break. It's just, it's, <laughs> I don't think it's either, because it's four, it's, it's, it's four seats. Yeah. But it's big, isn't it? It's yeah, but it's not a state. No, it's not a sports car. It's not a coupe. Mm, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm. Okay, it's very so nice. So... I mean, it's 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 but it's, it never just never looks like a Ferrari to me. It's always go. Is that a Ferrari? Yeah, the DFF. Yeah, DFF's just bonkers. Yeah. Um. So. Oh yeah, of course. Um. Which one would you have? Out of all of them, which one would you have? If I wanted it to, to do what it's meant to do, so if it was if it was driving across Europe, I'd have the Bentley. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. But if, yeah. if I was just buying a GT to go <laughs> to posing, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm going to ask you something a bit strange here, right? Do you think, do you think McLaren's got a bit of a naff image? Or not a naff image. That's wrong. A bit of a nouveau riche image. New money. Yeah. Mm. So, like, it's kind of like a, Rus- a Russian would buy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm not too sure. There's, there's a fella, a couple of houses down from us, and he's got one. And it looks absolutely amazing. When you walk past his house and you walk past his drive and his McLaren's there, it is absolutely stunning. But I walked up our road the other day and it was a 488 Pista in, in, in grey. And there's no comparison. You're not picking that McLaren. You're just yeah. not doing it. And I think that's where it's kind of, everyone raves about them. You know, everyone raised about the weight saving, the aerodynamics of them, how they handle everything else. They clearly have a very, very good car and a very good knowledge and racing pedigree and everything else. They know how to build cars and know how to build cars that go at crazy speed and handle and go around corners. But if somebody's saying to you, there's 300 grand, buy a McLaren, a Lambo, or, or a Ferrari, you buy a Lambo or a Ferrari? Yeah. Yeah. Does it lack that bit of class? <sighs> See, that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. But I don't think they are, because un- being understated is classy. Now... Yeah. The 488 Pista that I walked past was grey with a big white and blue stripe right from its front bumper, right to its back bumper. It had more scoops and craters in its bonnet than the, than the moon did. 
No, it was it was ostentatious. It was low. It was fat. It was wide. It was full of carbon fiber scoops and stills and everything else. So the McLaren is classier. Okay. But which one? Oh, yeah, it, it is so odd. I really do. And and a Lambo is anything but classy. I don't, I don't know what it is with McLarens. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not disparaging them at all. Um, you know, they're incredible cars. Yeah. They look lovely. Yeah. But there's something about them that doesn't impress me as much as other cars do, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. And it's most probably being British. It's most probably you go at oh, it's like that Italian flair. So I got the flair or the or you know, or, or the or the status of a Ferrari. It's not got the it's not got the evil villain status of a Lambo. You know, it's not it's not it, it I don't know what uh, yeah, you have to be right. I don't know what it's missing, but it's missing something. I don't think the badge helps. <laughs> this is typical me this. I think the badge is awful. I was I, I you've actually taken the words out of my mouth, mate. You know, a a big Grey rectangle with just McLaren written in it, and it's got like a bit of like a narrow head, like a like a yeah, it's it, it's weird, isn't it? It looks it looks like it took like two seconds to design on a Photoshop or something. It just, it just looks yeah. awful. Maybe it didn't have a design. Maybe the designer was going to draw something and sneezed. Possibly, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, he's been under real pressure to design the badge, and they've gone. Right, that's it. That's it. And he's gone. No, 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 no. And he's trying to explain himself that he sneezed and jerked his pen over the paper. <laughs> but they go, no, that's fine. He's going, no, 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 but on, no, no, it's fine, mate. That is that's our new badge. That's our logo. And maybe that, maybe that, maybe you could never own up to it. I don't, I don't even know what's what it's trying to signify. The, the shape. No, I maybe it's don't get, I don't get it or something. I know. I don't. But no, it's certainly not the badge of a Ferrari or the badge of a Lamborghini. And again, the Ferrari and the Lamborghini, you've got a prancing horse, you know, a stallion full of power and grace and beauty. And Lambo is a big raging bolt that's going to yeah. smack you in the face and knock all your teeth out. Yeah. And McLaren is someone that sneezes with a pen in their hand. However, say, for saying all of that, when we, when I get to go on, which we're going to soon, aren't we? I hope. Yes. I'm sure I'm going to go, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> of course I will do. Somebody finds you a key to a McLaren, you're not going to go, no, Tom, make the badge is garbage. Yeah, yes. Yeah, right. Somebody gives you the key to a McLaren, your legs are going to go like jelly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. As soon as yeah. you sit in it and you breathe in that smell and the interior and the leather and the car and everything else and you start it up, you're not going to go, oh, by the way, mate, I stated this in a podcast. Like you are going to go, this is the best thing I have ever sat in. But it goes down again to, if you've got that money, what do you buy? And I couldn't see myself walking out of a McLaren dealership with a McLaren. But I could see myself walking out of a Ferrari dealership with a Ferrari, yeah. even a Porsche. I, I yeah. could see myself going into Porsche and going, I'll have that. Yeah. That McLaren 200 grand, that GT3 RS is 200 grand. I'm having the GT3 RS. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if anyone, anyone from McLaren is listening, I like a new badge design, then we can talk. Make me a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do one for you. 
saying that, and I've got to, I've, I've got to have a little bit of a word with myself. The McLaren P1 is my hybrid supercar of choice over the LaFerrari and over the 918 Spider. Go on, I don't explain that one. Just, when I first saw it, it just blew my mind. It was just, it, it was just like, I didn't care that it was half hybrid powered. It was just, there is not one angle or one light or, 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 or anything that that car looks bad or a bit cringeworthy. It just looks like it's going to destroy you and take great pleasure in doing it. It, it, it can only be in black. It can only be all black, black out the, the lot, but that is just, to me, that is over the LaFerrari. And, and I, I don't know what's wrong with me because I think I picked the 918 over the LaFerrari, but the P1 is just, that is just my, that is just my car. That is just the car of choice. Oh, I wasn't expecting that there. Yeah. I, I, I just, as soon as I lay, it, it was, and this sounds really bad. It was love at first sight. When I saw that P1, I was like, I'm having one of them. Don't care what it takes. By the time I'm 50, I'm having a P1. Well, I look forward to that, mate. How old will I be then? I'll be dead then. <laughs> you'll make goddamn sure you're not dead. <laughs> I know, I'll, I'll cling on for dear life till I get in that car. Um, okay, miss. Should we move on? Yes. Let's move on. Okay, so... We're going to talk about SUVs now, especially this proposed Bugatti SUV. What the hell are we saying? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I have to admit, when I saw the proposed, you know, drawing of it, the, yeah. the it's not a drawing, was it? it was a computerised generator, whatever. Um, yeah. I did. I do think it looked nice. But can you, I? You gotta say, hang on, mate. You got. You gotta say, you know, like you were saying before about cars and car makers need to stay in their lane. Why do you need a Bugatti SUV? Exactly. Can I go on a bit of a rant? Do you need my permission to do that, mate? Well, I thought I'd just, you know, I thought I would ask before, because I would be sick of me permanently ranting. You may. To me, now, Bugatti building an SUV is a complete nonsense. Okay? Bugatti, in my eyes, are the unattainable. You know, you've got to be in the top 1-2% to get a Chiron or a Veyron. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Why? What is the need? What is the need to... You're not, you're not, you're not producing a car for the masses because it's still going to be ridiculously expensive. But in my eyes, Bugatti owners own a company for one reason and one reason only, and it's the pinnacle of hypercars. It's the pinnacle of doing over 200 miles an hour, but still weighing two tons with all the luxury and the leather and everything else inside of the Bugatti luggage, the lifestyle that it brings, everything else. Why, why bother yourselves to make? And I, I really. I can't get my head around it. You're owned by VW. Let them go make the SUVs. You know, you're going to build an SUV and then charge somebody a million pounds to own it. Yes. I, I, 
I don't get it. And that's, but that's what it boils down to, doesn't it? People, well, are gonna, people are going to pay a million pounds to own it. But they're not. Do they are. There must be a demand for it. I think all these mad cars now, the demand is three things. One, footballers and footballers' wives. Yeah. Two, American rappers. Three, China. And Russia. And Russia, but more China, really. Uh, China, people in China want a, a demanding a Bugatti SUV which they're going to pay a million pounds for, then Bugatti will make it. I think it just totally uh, diminishes the badge. And I don't, I don't disagree, mate. I think it does as well. But at the end of the day, a million quid car or whatever, you know, a quarter of a million pound car, they sell a few of them. That's that company still going for a few years. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, you know, you can't argue with facts. That that's fact. That that's the way business works, isn't it? Money makes the world go round. I totally get yeah. that. But in my eyes, that takes everything that is right with Bugatti and makes it wrong. Bugatti should build or almost hand build their cars in tiny, tiny quantities. The value of the car should only ever go up. And it should only be available to a tiny percentage of the population. And yeah. an SUV, that, that Bugatti and SUV is just, it, it's like the biggest chalk and cheese that you can get. Yeah, yeah. Like I said to the, on one of the other podcasts, mates, I think it's just fashion and trends and demand in the end. It's like, like I said to you as well, just, apparently there's going to be a, Maybach, a Maybach SUV. Which actually kind of makes more sense. But it does. Cause because that's, a, that's, all, that's all about comfort, isn't it? Comfort and size. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like a super yacht for the road. Yeah. It's almost like a, a sea line, an ocean liner for the road, isn't it? You yeah. are going to recline in the back of that and fall asleep mm-hmm. and just be driven from business meeting to business meeting. And, that, and that is, that's about it. But, However, it doesn't alter the fact that two years ago, if someone had said to you and me, you know what? Two years' time, there's going to be a Ferrari SUV, a Bugatti SUV, and a Maybach SUV. They've got to get out of town. You, you laughed at them? Yeah. I like. There's two car manufacturers that I can't see ever building SUVs, and I hope to God I'm right. Right, I, couldn't, I actually couldn't think of any that were left, so just go on, enlighten me. Conan Sag. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yes. And yes. Garni. Who? What? Pagani. Pagani. Zonda. Zonda, yeah. Yeah. Like, Conan, what's left, is there? No. Conan Tech seems so focused on just building the hyperest of hypercars and which, which super is great, cars. Yeah. And that, that's what I want them to do. I don't care that they cost an absolute fortune. I don't care that I almost will never be able to afford one or own one. But I don't want, like, I don't want them to make a budget supercar. I want them to make the best hypercars. Stick to your principles. Stick to what you do well. Some Chinese tycoon comes and wafts a load of money at them and Bugatti just dropped their knickers, haven't they? And gone, yeah, fine. Take me. That's what we're putting it here. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Conan said, stick to your principles. 
build loopy, loopy hypercars and the same for Zonda. But everybody else has done it. Aston Martin's in the pipeline. Ferrari's in the pipeline. Lambo's already done it. Porsche have done it. Now, I, I, I think I think Lamborghini was the the um, the watershed. I think once once they did one, everyone everyone else thought they've done it. We can because that, you, know, you know that was unthinkable, wasn't it? Lamborghini not, SUV, unthinkable. Absolutely, but again, not mostly not necessarily they've done one. So now we can, but they've most probably gone. They've done one. We'll have to do one because they they they've they've you know. Um, Got got the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They've got the thing of the market. They've got like they, there's no there's no competition in the market, was there? Before the uh-huh. before Euros came along, you were looking at a you know a fast Range Rover or something. Yeah, you know. But so, yeah, I, I think it's fifty fifty. It, w- it wouldn't surprise me if somebody like I don't know Rolls Royce or um, even Aston maybe wanted to do one. Before no, no, we can't. It's bad for the image. I'll be held back. Yeah. And then yeah. Lamborghini, yeah. and they've gone. Well, well, Lamborghini have done it. Okay, we can do it now. It's like someone's the, the, the Lamborghini gave you was permission to do it because they took the plunge. Ultimately, Lamborghini did it well. Yeah, it's a good car. Yeah, I like yours. I like it, and they've been typically Lambo about it. There's no diesel versions. There's no there's no Euros with lesser power. They have just built an SUV and put in their engine. And and, and, and that is and it's the same as like the Xi'an, where they've put they basically put a couple of double A batteries on a V twelve. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, do, you remember, do you remember when that dinner time when the, that Euros went past us, remember? Yeah. Backstage station. And yeah. that's the first that's the only time I've ever seen one, by the way. Um like properly. In the flesh, so to speak, and yes. it, it, it really impressed me because I thought, well, you know, if I if that car drove past me and I didn't know what it was and I didn't see the badge, and someone said to me, "What do you think that car is?" I'd, I'd go, it's, "It's probably Lamborghini because it still looked like one." Yeah, it's designed so well. It's, it's look at those mad angles and yeah, yeah it doesn't it doesn't just look like a jacked up Aventador or a jacked up Huracan. It looks like an SUV, but like I said, they've been true to themselves and kept yeah. all the aggressive lines and angles. You're absolutely right, mate, yeah. And then, like, the Bentayga is ugly. Yes. But again, to 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 fulfil the needs of footballers' wives and footballers, you know, you get them now with big, horrible carbon fibre bonnets on them and big nostrils in the bonnet. It's a Bentley, for Christ's sake. It's elegant. I don't want a racing F1 exhaust on it. Yeah, I know what you mean. The Cullinan, the Cullinan is just is just disgusting. <laughs> it, you know, it's just the, 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 and it's it's not just disgusting in looks; it's disgusting in what it stands for. Rolls Royce, there have lost all their class for me. It's vulgar. It's tasteless. The country is in austerity. And they produce something like that. It just, to me, it's just everything that's wrong. I, I don't see it as politically as that. I, I mean, I, I, I can, I can kind of understand a Rolls Royce SUV, or not an SUV. I would call it a Rolls Royce 4x4. I wouldn't call it an SUV. Yeah. 
So where the Queen, say, had a Range Rover beforehand, she might have a Rolls Royce now. Yes, I can understand so it from that, that, that angle. Make one for the head of state, but don't make one for Colleen Rooney. <laughs> um, hey, we love, we love Colleen. Come on. Um, what was I going to say about the, about the uh, roller then? I can't remember now. Yeah, well, um, I, I, I said to you, I thought it was on one of these podcasts, or it was just in the car or something, in the pub. The, the Cullinan is a, a weird mofo of a car to look at. It, it, it looks like one of those Chinese rip-off cars. It does. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. When we get them in the motor shows and then top gear, the motion, like, here's the new Chinese whatever it was. It's a roller. Oh, no, it's not. You just ripped it off. Yeah. That's exactly what that looks like. Because the, the front end doesn't fit with an SUV. No. It's just, it's just not, it's just not. It just shouldn't be done. It just shouldn't be done. And I just think, you know, no, nobody, nobody's going to listen to me or care what I say. It works, that works for Brigada or whatever. But to me, they, they have just, they, if it comes to fruition and they actually do build it, then I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> you don't get in my money, Bugatti. My money's going on a Conan seg. Okay. Okay. Right, so that's SUVs done for now. Luxury SUVs. Um, just with some matter of interest, what do you think, I know we said the Lamborghini is very, very good. What do you, what do you think the best one is? Best what? SUV, uh, well, 4x4. Four four. The best 4x4? Four four. Mm. Oh, luxury wow. one. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, XC90s, whatever. All are very, very good. Yeah. For an SUV and for a 4x4, you're looking at something that can actually go off-road, yeah? You're looking yes. very off-roader. So yeah. you are looking at a Range Rover, aren't you? You're looking at a Range Rover Sport. But again, I think Range Rover Sport SVRs are stupid. Wow. And I don't, I don't know why I'm saying this or why it's going to be mad or why I even think like this. But why are you having, like, an SVR engine in a Range Rover? I don't get it. The, the the fuel costs, everything else, it just doesn't make sense. But if fuel costs weren't an issue and everything else, I'd, I'd still have a Euros, I'd have a Lambo. Yeah, and apparently that's pretty good off road, isn't it? Didn't they test on the Grand Tour? They tested it on the Grand Tour and it was taken up to like Greenland or somewhere and it was yeah. tested in like yeah. proper winter and Arctic conditions. Yeah. I still think you don't, you, you don't need. A fast engine in an, S, in an SUV, a 4x4. What you want it to be is just, you're not going to go 150 miles an hour off road. Of course you're not, and it's ludicrous. I know we've got listeners all over the globe, but fuel costs in this country are ridiculous. So every time you see, and I, you know, even, even like the BMWs, I'd have a BMW X3M tomorrow, but the fuel costs of that car alone would just be so inhibitive. It would just, it, it just don't make sense. Mm. I just don't know. But they sell. They really do sell. I see X, I see X6Ms, I see X5Ms. I, we saw an X3M when I, when I was out for a walk with the baby. I see them, but I'm thinking, God, how do you run that day to day? Yeah, yeah. 
People do, Mace. Do. People do. Right then, <coughs> let's move on. He says after a cough. Okay, so um, when I went to Aston Martin, I took the photo of the Aston Martin helicopter. Remember, so? You did, all, yes. Remember? I thought, ooh, there's a, there's a move into personal. What was, what was it, Ken? Personal air. I don't know what it's called. Personal air transportation. Yeah. But they're moving, obviously, moving away from cars. So you've got something else. You've seen something else, haven't you? I have, yes. I have seen. Not in person, but I have seen Lexus Super Yacht. A Lexus Yacht. Now, it is absolutely stunning. It's called the Lexus LY650, and it's a 65-foot cruiser. Now, we, we were in the pub before we were mates, and you showed me a photo of this. Yeah. And I said, that's bizarre. It was, it's one of the most gorgeous yachts I've ever seen. But I said to you, it still looks like a Lexus. Yeah, it does, weirdly. It does. Um, it, it, it wasn't all designed by Lexus. It was designed and collaborated with an Italian design studio. And yeah. You can see the Japanese elements of it, but you can also see that there certainly has been an Italian involvement in it. You know, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous looking thing. The Italian design studio, uh, it was it collaborated with was the Nouvellari Lenard studio. Um, and it is just, it is just a thing of beauty. Uh, I've just realised what the most striking thing about it is. It's only just come to me now. So, I, when I say it looks like it looks like a Lexus, what I mean is that it's it's not white or silver. It's no, black it's not. and brown. It is a it's graphite, yeah. It's a black yacht. Yeah, it is, and the upper deck looks like it's floating. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 is it is a thing of beauty. You know, there's no there's no oh it's a Lexus, it's a Lexus there. You know, this is we talked about Bugattis only being available to like the top one two percent, but this is certainly a a one percenter. You know, this is in your everyday. You know, anyone that can afford can afford this. We'll have to put a link on our social media out for people to so, see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I've got. A I, you, know the, you know what the best thing about this Lexus yacht is? What? Alan Partridge can't afford one. Oh, I don't think any. I don't even think Steve Coogan, who is Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'd have a good go though. It is. It's a price by application. Oh, uh, of those. Yes, you have to apply to Lexus or to the Nouveau, Laurie, Lenard, a design studio. You have to apply to them. You have to um, show your finances, your bank statements, whatever else. You have to go through a, a process. Um, and you might have the money, and I like this, you might have the money, but if you don't Fit Lexus's clientele, let's say. Yeah. If you are a bit of new money or you're an American rapper or something, 
they can still turn you down. Having the money is not all that's going to get you that yacht. Ooh, I love that. Because Ooh. it goes against it goes against all PC nonsense, doesn't it? Yes, it, it goes, goes against again. all it goes against all the quality diversity. Like we do, we don't like you. We're not going to sell you it. Yeah, we don't want you to sully our name. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. God. Right, mate. Full beam goal. <laughs> mate, if I could wee off the same harbour that that yacht is, a <laughs> win. I was thinking a bit higher than that, mate. If, if I got that close to one of them, then then that is absolutely fine. If I ever got to set foot in one, then kill me now. You and me are going to walk on one of those yachts in the next ten years. No, I'm going to I'm going to beat you to that. Go. On. You and me are going to land our Aston Martin private air transportation device on the rear deck of one of them. Well, you know, I thought I was thinking big, but you just, you teach me. Go, go, big, or go, go big or go home. Yes. Loving that, mate. Okay. All right. Mm. Let's just stop there. Let's just, well, we're still dreaming and it's still nice. Let's just stop. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. All right, mate. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I can think of one thing. Go on. Um, it's on our Twitter today, uh, my good mate Nick, who's got the Aston, um, did you see the tweet he, he, he copied us into about the, um, electric vehicles? Yeah. And the automated vehicles? Yes. And I said, not in our lifetime. Yeah. And he said, oh, we'll do. Oh, they will. Oh, absolutely. But Al, you're wrong because they're already here. Yes, but the crap. They're already here. And again, right, no, wait a minute, hang on a second. Let me just stop you there. Yes, they're already here. But the point of that tweet, the tweet was saying they're going to become mainstream. Now, mainstream to me is like having a Ford or having a yeah. Mini or having a Vauxhall. Yeah. No, yeah. they're not. That's, no. They're not going to be, they're not going to be like that. No. I think, I think the lowest mark that's going to get to autonomy is Audi. BMW, Mercedes. I think I don't think you're gonna get. I don't think you're gonna. Well, saying that the French are quite loopy, aren't they? So I could see, I could see the French springing a surprise. I could see a Renault becoming autonomous. But you're absolutely right. I couldn't see an autonomous Focus, an autonomous Astra. That's me as mainstream. Yeah, but like. You look at you look at a couple of the, the sci-fi movies that came out a few years back, like iRobot with Will Smith and all that kind of stuff. There was autonomous Audis and that, and they were apparently. No, that was uh, um, it. Wasn't iRobot, mate? It was. Um, well, it was, wasn't it? It was. Wasn't it was in the tunnel. Okay. Yeah, so the wheels the wheels all start scraping up. Yeah, there was that, but there was also um, Minority Report with Tom Cruise. That's right, mate. Yeah, what were they, Lexus? They were Lexus, weren't they? I can't remember. Were they BMW? I'm sure they were Lexus. I would do do with Audi. No, I don't think they were. But again, we can correct ourselves, can't we, and put images on our social media. Um, But a lot of of the car manufacturers use those movies to go, this is where we're going to be in 20, 30, 40 years' time. 
I think Nick's right, as in we will get them. But at this moment in time, they're at Tesla level, aren't they? And you're looking at a hundred yeah. grand more to get yeah. that, you know, to get that autonomy. Um, so I yeah. just looked at it. You're right, you're right, it was Lexus. Oh, was it, mate? Yeah. Okay. So um, the same with iRobot. You know, they were looking at um, autonomous cars and everything else. The, the movie itself was set in the future, so Audi saw a bit of a an opportunity there, didn't they? And they were like, right, well, we'll we'll provide the cars. It was going to highlight what they were looking at, you know, to to kind of produce in the future, autonomous cars and everything else. And also, uh, from what I can remember rightly, the shape of the autonomous car that Will Smith drove, and that was very, very similar to the original R8. So, again, right. if you were lucky enough to buy the first R8, you would have thought, you know, I bought a car here from the future. Yeah, um, yeah. So... I do definitely think that autonomous cars will be a thing, but I'm absolutely, I totally 100% agree with you. I think there will be a cutoff point. I think there will be a manufacturer where they go, where they don't go fully into mainstream. Fair enough, if, if BMW, Audi, Mercedes is your mainstream, then absolutely fine. They will be in your life and most probably sooner than we think. But if Ford, Vauxhall, that kind of stuff, Skoda, Say if that's your mainstream, then no, I don't think autonomous cars will be in your lifetime. You see, I I can't get over the there's a I'm gonna say a big word there a dichotomy in this right because yeah. for me because right I can only see autonomous cars working I say working in inverted commas as taxis because. If the people who, who need them are people who can't drive, right? So maybe older people who can't drive or people haven't passed the test. I would say that's more people down the lower end of the income, income scale. And they will be able to afford them. Yeah. Right? If you've got the likes of BMW, Audi, whoever making them, well, how are they going to sell? Because people who, people who buy those kinds of cars love driving. People are lazy, aren't they? And they are not going to, they're not going to be autonomous all the time where you put your coordinates in and it takes you. There's all, well, you could do that, I imagine, but there's always going to be an element of you can drive. It's like, it's like the Tesla now. You can drive the Tesla. But if you're absolutely shattered or you've had a really long day or whatever, you can put that into autopilot mode, put your coordinates in your sat-nav, and you can actually, if you were brave enough, I don't know if I would ever be brave enough, but if you're brave enough, you can fall asleep in that car. It's not going to happen. Because people aren't that brave. But it has happened, like I said, we'll have to we'll have to put the footage on our on our social media. Yeah, I know it's happened. I know it's happened. Doesn't mean it's gonna happen again. Doesn't mean it's gonna happen to millions of people. Because people just aren't gonna trust it. But people are trusting it. There's YouTube there's videos on YouTube of people driving past Teslas with the drivers asleep at the wheel. People are doing it now. It's more the people in the other cars that are absolutely terrified and dumbfounded at what they're seeing, but the people in the car that can drive itself are totally at ease with it. I, I, I understand that, and I, I do think that maybe it's 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 
we can't make that leap in our heads. It's, it's maybe it's me, and I, it's like it's like when cars were first invented, and people wanted to stick to horse and carts. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You, you couldn't make that leap to a motorized vehicle. No, and I think I think maybe it's that it's that kind of leap again, but. There's, there's a massive safety issue there, and I just think, you know what? If I want to be, if I wanted to be driven around, I would rather pay somebody. I'd rather have a chauffeur. Yeah, yeah, a valid point, mate. A valid point. But the point that Nick was making was that they are already here, and ultimately, we've got to agree with him because if you've got the money. You could go out and get a Tesla today and it'll drive you anywhere you want and you can literally fall asleep. You don't you don't even need your feet on the steering wheel. Sorry, your feet on the pedals, your hands on it. You do not need any, any involvement in that at all. You can put your feet in full recliner mode and you can go spark mm-hmm. out. Will you tell your wife to stop to stop messaging you? That's one of your weird phone calls coming back through, Alan. I don't know why. Was that call off Alex Scott. Oh dear, no, I'll show what that is. Okay. It's a fine. Don't worry. Um, it's not me. You've got to apologise to. It's my wife. Sorry, Wend. Love you. Okay. So yeah, mate. I I I I agree with both sides. I agree. If if I was going down the M6 to Centre Parks next week, and I drove past a car and I saw the person in it fast asleep, I I I'd be like, oh my god, he's asleep at the wheel. Quick, ring the police. We're not in that mindset yet, but I'm sure we will be. Well, I won't. Okay. I mean, I just, I just can't. No. And I don't want to. <laughs> but you're old. <laughs> you're old. What? You know, you're old. And <sighs> old people don't deal with change, do they? So, you know. But you'll get there. I'll let you have a go in my autonomous car. But I won't have a go of it because I won't be bloody driving it, will I? I'll just be sitting in it. Yeah, well, whatever. This is a whole podcast on its own because you mean you've got totally different different opinions. With technology, yeah, definitely have. Yeah. I, I don't trust it and you do. Yeah. And that's, that's a generational thing, that. Let me ask you a question, right? <laughs> go on. And this has been going on for a while, okay, this podcast, so I know we're going to have to draw it to a close soon. Yeah, but go on, go on. you go on holiday. Yeah. Do you fly? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Do pilots fly the whole flight? <sighs> no. So, where's your issue with flying? There's a difference there, isn't there? No, there's no difference. What there, is a, there, is, there is a difference. There isn't. One, there's two pilots, not one, right? Yeah, and they could both be fast asleep as far as you as far as you know, that door is locked. That door is impenetrable. Yeah. They could be asleep. But they're not. They could be. Oh well, they could be, but they're not already. Well, they could be, couldn't they? They the point here is that they have they don't have to have their hands on the controls. Right? They, that plane is taken off by the pilot and landed by the pilot. Everything else is done on auto. Fuck. Yeah. But you will, you will happily 
get in a plane and go 30,000 feet in the air and not bat an eyelid. But you won't get in a Tesla. Um, all right, just two things there, right? One, there's less air traffic than there is road traffic, so you've got less chance of crashing. Yeah, but if it goes wrong, it goes wrong on a massive scale. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Okay, but yeah. that's, it's still a point, right? Yeah. Two, I haven't really got any choice in that matter. If I'm, if I'm going to go to, say, Amsterdam, I can either spend 45 minutes on a plane, so you're 50 minutes, maybe an hour, on a plane, where the pilot might be asleep, but I'll trust him that he's not. Or I can drive there in 12 hours, or I can get the Eurostar there, it'll take me five hours. If I want to get there quickly, I've got to get on a plane. Yeah. We're not we're not talking about the speed, are we? We're not you know I could get I could get to where I'm going in a Lambo faster than a Tesla the drive. Okay, okay I, like, my point is that when I when I get on a plane or when I get on a train or when I get on a tube or when I get on a bus or any type of public transport, it's out of my hands. Right? When I get in a car, it's in my hands. Yeah. But Flying the plane is not only out of your hands, it's out of the pilot's hands as well. Uh, yes, but again, again, there's two of them. So you'd have, to, you'd have to be really unlucky to have a plane with two pilots on where they both have a drunk as a skunk or stoned or hey, don't asleep. Be, don't, don't, don't be thinking, you know, pilots have been stopped meters away from the cockpit for being like 16 times over the alcohol limit. What are you trying to do in this time? Not trying to do anything. Trying to stop me flying. <laughs> Not at all. But you did a pretty good job. Go on. You, you, that to me is the ultimate right. Autopilot. Autopilot. People just get on planes like sheep. No consideration to what's happening in the cockpit. No, no consideration for the technology or anything else. They just blindly get on because they want to go to Spain to get a suntan. But they will absolutely lose their mind by being overtaken by a Tesla where the driver's asleep. Yes. So I don't think there's any more to go on than that. I think I've made a really valid point. I think I've shut you up majorly. So I want to I want to go out as champ. Oh, go on then. <laughs> if, if, if you resist, I'll just yeah, okay. Anyway, um, don't forget our social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at this, Full Beam Cars. This is our call to action. This is our call to action. We spend a lot of time and a lot of effort researching episodes, researching the latest car news, getting together. Do you seriously think you're going to believe that? (laughs) Oh, Al, you are. You're the realist in this team. You know, you (laughs) are. And I, I love you for that. I love you for that, Al. But anyway. Uh, this, this, this is our call to action. If you like 
what you're listening to. If you believe that we put any kind of time and effort into it, it's Dude. totally up to you. Um, but you need to like our, you need to like, follow, and subscribe to our social media. Mm-hmm. So you need to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You need to comment on our YouTube channel. You need to follow us on Twitter. You need to follow us on Instagram. You need to email us if you want to be part of an episode. If you think you've got something that you want to share, you want to talk about, you can email us. Everything is open. And when we say we want to interact with you, you've got to believe that we want to interact with you. We are not going to be a faceless podcast and faceless social social media channels where we just get thousands of followers and then we ignore you all. We have made a pledge between us that we will be really proactive and reply to all the comments and all the retweets and everything else. So please, please, please get following, get liking and get subscribing. And please tell people about us. Yeah. And please just, just, I don't know. <laughs> just, just, just like us. Just like us. <laughs> <laughs> not that we're not that we're begging or anything, you know. It's just. You know. Well, let's end it here. All right, miss. That was a good one. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah, it was good that one. Yeah, okay. Right then, people. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.